But the idea behind that was, again, it was with my business hat on, uh, it was just an idea to diversify income. So with a blog or, you know, in the case of, of writing Tips Oasis, a content business, when you're primarily dependent upon income from display ads and you are dependent upon Google sending you visitors, that is a very, very risky strategy. Welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. My guest today is Hitain Vayas. He is the founder of Writing Tips Oasis, which is a fantastic resource for writers. Welcome to the show, Hitain. Thank you very much, Brian. It's a pleasure to be on your show today. I always like talking to content publishers, particularly people within the writing niche or writing niche. And fun fact, Writing Tips Oasis was founded in 2014, which was the same year that I founded or set up or purchased the domain for Become a Writer Today. So I started my site, I suppose, as a side project when I was working in a corporate job and I was a little bit bored. What made you set up Writing Tips Oasis? Could you tell listeners about the background for the site? Yep, sure, Brian. So um, Writing Tips Oasis uh, wasn't always Writing Tips Oasis. It's a result of a rebrand. Um, the site initially was a website called ebooksindia.com. So I think it was towards the end of 2013, um, I registered that particular domain and set up a, a website on that domain. Uh, the idea behind that particular um, domain was at that time, um, ebooks in India as a, a country were just about to come out. And there was um, chatter that ebooks were going to explode in that country. So I thought there would be a good opportunity to be in that market at that time when that would happen. But uh, in the end, what I thought would happen didn't actually happen. And ebooks in India did not explode in the way that over in the West, when they first came out, they did. So uh, with that particular website, it was getting visitors, you know, I was producing content for it. Well, I say, I say um, producing content. I wrote the first articles uh, for that particular website and then uh, began to outsource to other writers. And um, with that particular website, I made a lot of mistakes uh, before um, that website was then rebranded into Writing Tips Oasis. Um, as I said, the market in India for ebooks wasn't there, at least on the scale, which I thought it would be. And the website itself was a business. So I do have a passion for writing books, reading and writing. So I combined an interest in that with an opportunity to make some money through um, running an online business. And um, as you said, Brian, it is a content business. And usually content businesses, primarily a lot of the times they are monetized uh, primarily from a few approaches, but two main ones, display advertising and affiliate marketing. Now with that website, because most of the visitors were coming from India, which is going to happen, you've got the name India inside the domain name which is fantastic. No problem there. But it was difficult to monetize those visitors because unfortunately, display advertising in India, uh, it isn't a developed area compared to the West. So I was running a website where I was attracting the wrong types of visitors, at least from the perspective of generating revenue. And therefore, I then rebranded into Writing Tips Oasis. So I started uh, my site when... Originally, I 
went into the productivity and technology niche or niche, trying to set up the Irish version of Lifehacker, which is a or was a big productivity and tech blog. Then I realized it was impossible for like a lone Irish writer to compete. But I did have a background in writing because I originally studied as a journalist and I worked as a copywriter as well. So I guess I also had an interest in technology and in writing. So that kind of was a natural fit for starting an online website. But you said that you were interested in writing and publishing books. And also you're interested in, I suppose, building some sort of online business. So did you have experience in either before you started writing Tips Oasis? But like, for example, did you work in a day job relevant to what you're doing now? Or did you take a course of some sort? Um, so no, so in terms of um, writing wise, so around about 10 years ago. So again, that's when self-publishing um, it still is popular now. It's become even more popular over the years and it's just far more acceptable now. But at that time, I did self-publish some books. So these were ebooks, which were self-published and then made available on Amazon. Um, they were primarily nonfiction uh, in the area of self-development. Um, so I did have some experience of publishing, but in the form of self-publishing books. So that aspect, that experience came from that. With the experience of writing content online, as in publishing online, I did used to maintain a blog for a number of, of years before. So I'm actually a little bit of my background. I'm actually a person who stammers, a person who stutters. So um, having a speech communication disorder. And I used to run a blog a number of years ago, which is called stutteringhub.com. And that was a blog which was on that platform, which is still available, but it's, it's not, it's not popular anymore, uh, which is called typepad.com. So what I did was I used to maintain a blog on that particular platform. So I had some experience of blogging and publishing content online, uh, but not monetizing that content. Mm. Yeah, I think Zach Golden still uses uh, Typepad for, for his blog. It's kind of similar to Tumblr. When you started writing Tips Oasis, did you have to write many of the articles yourself? Because I'd imagine you didn't really have a budget to hire writers at the start. Actually, Brian, I did have a budget. So in a sense, it was budget in the form of of savings. Okay. So what happened was, is at that time, throughout my sort of experience of of setting up businesses, I've always been, I don't anymore, but I used to always work as well full time. So whatever I was doing on the side was a side project. And with Writing Tips Oasis, I did go into it with some money, which I was going to use to invest in content uh, because I just knew that I wouldn't have the time to be able to write and publish content in at the scale that I um, wanted to. So I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but I did write the first initial 10, 15 articles myself. And then I very, very quickly started to outsource. Yeah, it can be quite uh, time consuming to produce all the content yourself. Uh, so so what, what I did is I well, basically pretty much wrote everything for the first two or three years and then as the site got bigger, I realized that, you know, there are certain topics I don't know as much about. So, for example, grammar and people were visiting the site to read some of the grammar articles. So I hired a, a grammar writer and then she started producing lots of articles about different grammar topics, which I learned a lot from and which were, I suppose, helpful to readers. So do you, are, do you have many writers on your team at present? Yeah, so altogether, there's currently two in the UK one in the US, um, one in the Philippines. So altogether, there's about five of us, Brian. So including myself, there's five five writers who regularly contribute articles to the um, website. 
Yeah, it's have something similar, a similar team set up for my site as well. So I, I spend a good bit of time researching articles to write, for example, uh, the keywords to use in the articles and creating outlines for the articles. And then I outsource the articles to the team of writers and then an editor also reviews them as well. Like, what does your week look like for writing Tips Oasis? How, how do you spend your time? Brian, you know what you just said there? I could probably say I probably do 90% of what you've just described there yeah. <laughs> every single day, practically. So, um, you know, just to give you an idea, um, you know, weekly, it will be me who does the research for keywords. So keyword, keyword research, looking for opportunities uh, to produce content, which people are searching for primarily on, on Google. And then what I'll do is, um, again, you know, within the actual team of writers, there are are um, some writers who are more expert in certain areas. So there's a couple who are more of um, the storytellers, if you like, and they've got background experience in the actual craft of writing. There are a couple of others who are are more better at research and being able to um, cover topics, but not necessarily in great detail. And what I would do is based upon which writers would be most suitable you know, for taking on articles, I would then assign those to those writers. And then uh, what I would do is um, I don't actually have an editor. The person who is the editor is me. <laughs> so whenever a, a writer would then submit an article to me, I would then edit it, um, request any changes or whatnot if they are needed. And then what I do is I then work with a virtual assistant. So the virtual assistant has been very, very helpful in being able, allowing me to scale the business a little bit more. And uh, he's primarily be responsible for um, uploading content onto the WordPress platform, formatting, and then hitting unpublish. Mm. Yeah, it sounds similar to what I do. And I'm, I'm glad you used the word uh, business, which I'll ask you about in a moment. But before I do, so it's fair to say that Writing Tips Oasis is focused mostly on fiction. It is, yeah. It, it, it seems to have evolved that. So in terms of topics, a lot of the content is about writing fiction. It's also quite heavy, if you like, in the area of featuring service providers. So there's lots of of listicles there. So, you know, lists of of book editors, literary agents, book publishers. So there's quite a lot of content on that type of um, area as well. And there's uh, quite a lot of, of grammar tips on there as well. So do you have a particular interest in fiction or does, is that just a theme that evolved naturally over the years? Um, I think it's, it's both. So, you know, fiction wise, I read a lot of, of fiction. I've always been into fiction. And, um, you know, although when I started writing Tips Oasis, it was supposed to be more of a, a broader website, but, you know, learning from your mistakes, you know, how to attract visitors, trying to, you know, develop what we call domain authority, if you like, in, you know, certain areas of the, you know, the writing and publishing niche and, or in industry rather. And it seems like, you know, it is more, um, weighted towards fiction now, which is just a result of, of the way that things have gone. Yeah, I find that can happen as well. I mean, I, when I set up my site, I didn't particularly identify themes that I was going to publish content about. For example, fiction, grammar, uh, and more recently, nonfiction. Yeah. But, uh, you know, naturally, as I started publishing particular articles, I would see what ranked or what was attracting the most traffic or what got the most engagement from readers. Yes. And then I would publish a follow on article. And then if that worked, I'd publish another companion article. And then over time, I'd end up with, a, I suppose, what you would call a content yes. hub, um, which will be like a series of articles that covers everything, for example, on how to write a nonfiction book or 
a guide to writing poetry, let's say. Yes. So, so you, you mentioned that writing tips Oasis is a business and there are probably a few listeners, uh, wondering how is a blog a business? Like, how does somebody turn articles into something that can actually pay the bills or help them support their family? Okay. So, um, uh, yeah. So in terms of, you know, how writing tips Oasis is a business. So as I said, I did go into that particular site always, you know, approaching it as a business because I, I did want it to make revenue and then eventually turn um, into a profit. Now, you know, anybody who might be interested in this type of an area as to like how you might go about doing it. Basically, when we are setting up a business and, and the business is a website, uh, what we're doing is primarily, you know, you know, the fuel, if you like, for that website is going to be your content. And there are ways of then monetizing. Um, so you produce content, you produce content, which is going to be useful. It's going to be answering questions that people are searching for. Again, primarily on Google, at least in my experience, and some of the contacts who I have within this industry, uh, we do tend to, you know, use Google, if you like, as a very, very big source, sometimes too reliant upon, upon Google as a source to bring in visitors who are searching for information. And, you know, on Writing Tips Oasis, the articles there, uh, they are all, well, they weren't always, <laughs> but they are now. They are search engine optimized. So meaning that they have been created using keywords as titles, which people are searching for. And then when visitors come to the website, you know, majority of them are going to hopefully find a good article that's going to you know, provide them with some information, help them answer any, any questions that they have. But then a small percentage of those, vis- of those visitors who then do come onto the website will then click on advertisements. So, um, you know, some people get annoyed by this, uh, you know, when you, you go onto a, a website and you've got these annoying ads everywhere. In my case, writing tips Oasis, uh, that is primarily how that business generates um, revenue. So that is one way of how uh, you can, you know, make money. And that's the primary way of how writing tips Oasis generates revenue. And then another w- way of how it is also a business is, again, it is a website. So it's not selling anything, right? But in a way, it is selling something. It's, it's selling access to an audience. And that's where you have the advertisers um, who are accessing the audience of Writing Tips Oasis. Uh, you know, they are getting a targeted audience uh, who may be interested in their services and products. And then you've also got another approach, which is um, affiliate marketing. So Writing Tips Oasis, I do have um, some close partnerships with some affiliates. So these are our service providers in the, um, the book publishing industry and um, uh, another way of generating revenue through the website is by promoting their services and, and products. Yeah, that's similar to how I monetize uh, my site as well. And I also have a course and I know you have one too. So advertising is a great way to monetize a content website. Basically, once you get a certain amount of traffic, uh, you, you can apply to Google AdSense or you can apply to an advertising network like Mediavine or, or AdDrive, now known as Raptive. And then they'll set up ads in your site. And um, all you have to do then is write the content that people want and get traffic and then you, you'll get paid. So it can be a, a nice, somewhat passive income stream. Uh, passive in the sense that you're not directly selling anything, but you still have to obviously you know, attract readers and publish content. 
And then with affiliate marketing, you know, you can find a product or a service that your audience likes and describe to readers how you use it and how it helps you. And you could potentially offer a discount. And if they find it helpful, then you can earn a small commission. And obviously you disclose uh, that you've, you know, an affiliate partnership with the company in question. Uh, and then the, the third option, so I'm glad you, is courses. And I know you have a course. Um, so could you tell listeners a little bit about the novel writing course that, that you have on offer? Yes. Um, so Brian, yeah. So, so, so the course, which is available, um, you know, through the, through the website and it is a separate brand in itself. It's called Novice to Novel. Um, we actually launched this course, I think it was around about two years ago now. Uh, and what it is, it is uh, a course which is completely free of charge. Okay. So, um, you know, if you are a person who is, um, you know, you want to write a book and um, it is for fiction. So if you want to write a novel um, and you've never written one before, you can register or you can sign up for this course. And what this course will, um, what it gives you free um, well, it gives you 52 lessons completely free of charge. So it is a pretty high value course. And um, the idea behind it is, is a person subscribes to the course and then every single week for one year, 52 weeks, uh, you would receive a lesson. You know, each lesson guides you step by step with a goal by the end of that year to have a drafted novel. Um, so that is a course which I run. Yeah. Are those lessons text-based delivered over email or are they some other format? That's right. Exactly. So it's a totally email delivered course, Brian. And yeah, exactly as you said, all of the lessons are, are delivered via email. So subscribers are popped into an email sequence, as, as we call it. So, you know, if you have an email um, marketing um, software, I'm sure most of them call it a, a sequence, which is basically an automated sequence already set up. In the case of, of Novice to Novel, it's got 52 um, weeks in it. Mm, fantastic that's quite generous to give away a, a 52 week course uh, for free so, so do, do, you have, do you have some sort of a offer or paid offer at some point as well for uh, for really engaged yeah students? i mean i'm still in two minds about that brian because you know the course currently and at least for for the time being it is going to be free uh, for authors or, or writers who want to subscribe i am having some people telling me that uh, you know you're offering too much value there for for free but the idea behind that was, again, it was with my business hat on, uh, it was just an idea to diversify income. So with a blog or, you know, in the case of, of Writing Tips Oasis, a content business, when you're primarily dependent upon income from display ads and you are dependent upon Google sending you visitors, that is a very, very risky strategy. <laughs> so in order to de-risk a little bit that's why i set up the course because with the course you have the subscribers and that is an audience that you know you have control over so the idea behind that is was and it is now starting to happen is where the income because you know it, it still is an expense to the business where at least at the moment is basically paying for the email marketing system but as the number of subscribers go up, that cost also starts to go up. So it is monetized now and it's just starting to be monetized through selling sponsorships. So again, with that, when I'm talking about sponsorships, I'm talking about service providers in the book publishing in the industry. So, you know, organizations or, you know, businesses like, like book editors, book cover designers, self-publishing companies, these types of businesses who whose typical audience um, or customers are writers. 
So uh, what I'm starting to do is I'm actually starting to now sell sponsorship. So I've got my first few sales there as well, Brian, but that's just still very, very early days with that. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. it's always good practice to have uh, alternative traffic sources. As an example, I used to manage a uh, Facebook page for a corporate company yeah. and we were getting lots of uh, great traffic to the corporate blog. Um, this is going back a few years. And then Facebook changed how pages work from giving away free traffic uh, to having to pay to get reach for your posts on Facebook. Uh, and the traffic from the Facebook page dra- fell off a cliff pretty much overnight. Uh, and pretty much since then, the main way to get traffic from a Facebook page, with a few exceptions, is through paid advertising. Um, so although Google's not quite as risky as a Facebook page, it's still good to have a backup source of traffic. And an email list is an excellent choice. And particularly for writers, I mean, because you're, when you're a writer, you're obviously au fait with communicating with the written word. And you're also talking to readers who like to consume content, mostly through the written words. So it's a natural fit. Um, So the email service provider I use is called ConvertKit, which was actually built uh, originally by a a self-published author who then shifted or pivoted to a software business, Nathan Barry. Uh, And I know you use ConvertKit as well. Have you found it easy to use? I I mean... Have you found you it know, easy to use? At, at the start, Brian, um, you know, it, it was a little bit, a little bit complicated. But what I, what I found with them is, you know, you know, with ConvertKit, they've got a really, really good support team, uh, which just seem to be available twenty four seven, or at least it seems like that. And um, yeah. uh, and I think you know they've just been so supportive. I'm just asking them. You know, some of the questions have been a little bit more complicated. Others have been simple. So over time, at the start, it was a bit of a it was a learning curve. I have to I have to admit that. But now I'm just you know I find it's a straightforward platform to um, use now. So yeah, I'm happy with it. For a context for readers who don't have or listeners who don't have an email service provider, with ConvertKit you could set up something like the. The fifty-two yes. week yeah. course, which is actually which is actually quite a big course, but you could set up a, a four-week course or a seven-day course in ConvertKit. Um, it would only take you half an hour to set it up, and once you have the content, obviously, and then it'll continue to work uh, even when you're not. So all you have to do is again just get traffic uh, or readers, and then you get paid through the advertising, and then ideally some of those readers would also join your email list, and then they become your most engaged uh, followers and fans, and then you'll have a fairly resilient uh, content publishing business. So it's pretty much the, mo- the model that I use yes. as well. Um, so, so I'm glad it's working for you too, Hatain. Just to shift gears for a moment. So, I mean, you've been blogging and publishing content pretty much for as long as I have. Yeah. So search has changed a bit. Social media has changed. For example, the reach of Facebook pages. And the big topic this year is AI. So have you used AI in your business or have you considered how AI is going to impact on writing tips Oasis? Yeah, so um, the honest answer is, is that no, I've not used AI in the business yet. And um, I suppose one of the reasons for that is when it comes to these sorts of like, new technologies, I am generally a late adopter, as they say. So although I do have a very, very big interest in technology, when it comes to actually using some of the actual tech, I am a bit slow on that. So uh, it isn't something that I have actually used within the business yet, but it is something which I am considering. Now, obviously, I do have a team of writers. They may very well be using AI to help them produce content, uh, which is you know, perfectly fine. I don't have any issue with that at all. Um, I'm just trying to think about ways of how I might be able to use AI to scale the content which I am creating. But Brian, the honest answer is, is as I said, I've not actually used it yet. So um, I don't really have all that much to comment on it. Yeah, I don't currently use it to create uh, articles for Batum, but I, I use it for 
uh, things like uh, writing podcast yes. headlines. <laughs> uh, I put in a, the interviewee in the topic and it gives me 10 different podcast headlines or YouTube video headlines. Sometimes if I have an article and I'll, I'll want to get an outline for the article, I'll ask, I'll put in the keyword into a tool like ChatGPT and ask it to provide an outline and then I'll review that and then use that to actually go ahead and write the article in question. Yeah. Um, but what I found is if you if you actually generate an entire article with AI, the results can be very mixed. And often, often the, the tools are confidently wrong. So it'll insist, you know, that Stephen King was born in 1981 or um, it'll insist that, uh, you know, an author is long dead, is still alive. Uh, and then when you go and fact check it, you'll, obviously those things are completely incorrect. So you can't just publish verbatim uh, what any of the AI tools say. But they, they definitely are worth playing around and experimenting with um so so we mentioned uh convertkit uh we've talked about chat gpt and ai are there any other tools and software that you rely on in your business that we haven't mentioned yeah so uh i mean in, in terms of like tools wise yeah so uh one which is a very sort of you know a very boring piece of, of software but something which i do need is obviously my my bookkeeping software, because without that, I won't be able to do my accounts accurately. So that is a, a piece of software which I am heavily reliant on. In terms of actually um, tool for the business, um, there is one aspect of um, Writing Tips Oasis. So uh, it is actually a multilingual site. Okay, so there is content on there which uh, has been published in other languages. So you know, Spanish, Italian, French, and for that. I am heavily reliant upon a WordPress translation plugin, which is called WPML. So that is a tool which I am heavily um, reliant on as well. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I've actually been translating content for, for Become a Writer today over the past yeah. few weeks. So uh, I've been creating some, some of the articles yes. in Spanish and German. Although when I say, when I say yes. I, <laughs> not me specifically, I, I've been working with a translator uh, to, to turn English content into Spanish, German and French Excellent. content. But uh, it's, it's a work in progress. What's the keyword tool you use? So I, I use SEMrush. What, what tool, uh, keyword software do you use? Uh, so the keyword software tool which I use is Ubersuggest. Ubersuggest. Yeah, that's yeah. a good tool. It's a good tool. Yeah, it's cheaper than it SEMrush. Is, it is. Uh, I actually bought uh, a, um, lo- annual, not annual, yeah. a lifetime subscription for that. And I think it was only a, a few hundred pounds or something like that, if I can remember correctly. All right, goodbye. And, and what, what project management software do you use to work with your team? I don't. <laughs> You don't you just do it all over email. I yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, wow. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, your your email inbox must must be pretty pretty packed. Um, yeah. So it's, most of the yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, go ahead. I was just interested in learning about how you work with your team. No, so I was going to say, you know, in terms of, I think you know, having a project management tool would be so much more efficient, and I think it would probably save me a lot of a lot of headaches, right? So probably something I definitely need to look into. But what I've done is with the writers, because the number of writers have gone down now. So you know, previously there has been times when you know the team of writers have been maybe about ten. At that time, I think a project management tool would have been very very useful. But now, because now the team is much smaller, it does make it a bit more easier in terms of actually you know, managing um, you know content and you know managing who's assigned to what articles mm, yeah yeah i've noticed that as well i use trello i, I find trello is good for managing my own work yeah because i can see exactly what's in progress visually and then i can move it from left to right and then i can add people to a trello board so i have yes. a trello board for my own work and then a trello board for for team members and i've used that for years and the free version of trello works just fine yes but like you said i mean if you, if you have a small team you you could just potentially uh, do it over email um so i tell you, where should listeners go if they want to uh take your free 52 week course 
Yeah, so if they actually go to the website, so writingtipsoasis.com, um, from there they'll be able to access the um, course if they want to sign up. Um, there should be a, a pop-up which will come on the screen. Uh, if they actually look at the at the tab at the top, there is a um, a option there which says free novel writing course. If they just click on that, they'll be able able to find out some find out some more information about the course and then sign up. I'll be sure to include the links in the show notes. Thank you. I appreciate that. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please consider leaving a short review on the iTunes store or sharing the show on Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you're listening. More reviews, more ratings and more shares will help more people find the Become a Writer Today podcast. And did you know for just a couple of dollars a month, you could become a Patreon for the show? Visit patreon.com forward slash become a writer today or look for the support button in the show notes. Your support will help me record, produce and publish more episodes each month. And if you become a Patreon, I'll give you my writing books, discounts on writing software and on my writing courses. 